Hey friends, welcome back to the Street Cred Podcast, helping streetwear fashion brands sell more garments. I'm Elijah Delport, founder of Wink Films and your host. This episode features a conversation I had with Brock Kennedy, founder of streetwear brand Devon Street. We speak about selling the sizzle and not the sausage. In other words, selling an emotion instead of a product to a world that desires deep emotional connection. Today, we're going to unpack how the big guys approach streetwear in business. Enjoy the show. Great to have you here. For those that don't know of your brand and who you are, could you maybe introduce yourself as well as your brand and and, and speak about a bit um, what you do and we'll get into it. Yeah, for sure. Um, so my name's Brock. Um, I live in Adelaide, South Australia. Um, I own the brand Devon Street. It's been, um, I guess, a baby of mine for the last four years now. We actually, it come to fruition in 2018, but um, the last sort of probably 18 months, almost two years now, it's, uh, it's definitely, um, it's become obviously more of a business and that's, that's what I want to get out of it. So, um, in regards to like, I guess who we are as a brand and everything, I'm sure we're going to dive, dive into, um, everything a lot deeper today, but it's been a journey, journey, mate. We've, uh, it's interesting though. Mm. Before I jumped on here today, I was thinking about it more in depth than when we first started. Um, obviously, hindsight's a wonderful thing, but when we first started, it was a. Um, I knew I knew what we were about. I guess like the main essence of it, um, but I just didn't really know how to execute it. And mm-hmm. it's sort of I guess up until probably halfway through this year, even um, <clears throat> we sort of reached a point where we were like, okay. Who actually, we, we literally have like, so I had a meeting with Sam, who's um, another guy that's uh, obviously involved in the brand, my good mate, Sam. And we had a meeting and um, we actually sat down and said like, who, like, who actually are we? And, um, and it was interesting because obviously we had those conversations early on, but I think it's really important to have those conversations, you know, every like, as often as you sort of can, because I mm. often, well, what I've found from my experience is um, the direction can sort of start to, I guess, start to skew from what your original um, why or purpose was. So I guess I'm, I'm rambling a bit now, but in regards to who we are, it, it, it pretty, it's really just down to one word and it's the friendship, essentially. That's how Devon Street started and that's, our core value still to this day so um yeah friendship is what we're about and that's the feeling or the message that we're trying to sell that's great it's so good to hear that you have uh, solidified your brand in in an idea in um really taking the time to understand who you are because i think for for a lot of brands that is the first major hump in their journey is is sort of learning well you know we've maybe we've gone out and we've done this thing and we don't actually know who we are and they've had to come back to the start and go back again and say well who are we who do we want to appeal to and uh you know and the other thing is after that as you mentioned it's you know well we know our essence, but how do we communicate that to an audience? And that's for many e-commerce brands. It's the head, the head of the brand is the social media. And so um, we're, with Devon Street, I believe, you know, I've been following for the probably the last six months and I've, I've seen, I, I believe I've seen probably, um, you know, some of these major changes from the perspective of a, of an audience member. And I've seen really the fruits of it and, and how you've been able to communicate the essence of Devon Street through, um, through uh, the way in which your brand is presented through that, that is through your social media or in your, um, your content that you put out to the world. So yeah, really, really big pat on the back to you for, for that. There's some, some really great steps there. Oh, thank you, mate. Yeah. I guess just to sort of um, piggyback onto that, I, 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 
it's funny you say that because I um I specifically sort of remember when you sort of like followed us or um sort of just started liking your content and stuff. And I remember in that time, um, that was probably around the same time that we'd sort of been really diving deep into like, okay, now we know who we are and now we actually need to execute it so so that our audience can understand. Um and just sort of um, from memory, like the pieces of content that we sort of come out with at that time, um, I guess like the going on from what I was saying before, like friendship being our core value, um, the first release of like clothing that we come out with in that time, um, the way that we portrayed it through the content that we created was like we got a group of uh, my friends together and we literally just went around to a house and I just followed them around for two hours whilst we just all hung out. And that was, it was as simple as that. And that's probably like, yeah, to this day, it's like, it's very simple. Um, but like, that's who we are. So it was received quite well. And then from there, um, I, I really like the point that you made where you said, um, obviously, like as e-commerce brands, social media is at the top of the, uh, at the top of the list, obviously. Um, but yeah, this, I don't know, this might, this is probably opening up a whole nother can of worms, but we've had Let's that. Let's do it, mate. Let's go there. <laughs> we've, we've had that conversation um, within us a lot as well. Um, and to be honest, like it kind of frustrated it, or it still frustrates me a lot that um, we are so reliant on social media. And obviously that's, that's just the way it is. And it's like, it's a, it's a wonderful thing. Um, when obviously when it's like working in your favor, but in the same breath, and then this is obviously um, us as Devon Street, um, heading into next year, we're really looking at um, utilizing like face-to-face events as much as possible. Um, and then in the same breath, being able to capture authentic content when we're hosting these events is in, in uh, I guess like in turn, like a very, it's just a very natural, uh, I guess like, uh, sequence of events like we host event we release clothes there everyone has fun and we capture this really authentic content and then i share it and then repeat it's a very it's a very good model i guess yeah for sure i've, I've seen the, some of these events around and it's really a shame that we live so far apart that i can't come and be a part of this so you need to come up to brizzy and host one up here sometime yeah, no, we uh, definitely we've we've definitely got to focus on uh, conquering our own backyard first. But yeah, well, that's true. That is a that well, is a um a long term goal for sure to go interstate yeah. host those events. But for sure, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, with streetwear brands like we see um, these clothing drops that are released, and they all have these. Um, sort of themes or ideas that are associated with them each drop is a different theme a different idea but it's interesting on the point you uh, mentioned before about that drop you released and and this is the time when you really found your feet as devon street who are we and defined who you are as a brand and then you were able to then you know with your clothing drop everything about it was uh central to the idea of who you are as a brand that word friendship that you used and you as you described you got you know your friends together in a house and you followed them around as they literally just hung out and that is the perfect embodiment of that word and that idea and so this for me is is a real uh like a fantastic example for how you know you have an idea for your brand and although every you know clothing drop can be a different theme in it, it, the same way um it, it is all central to the idea of a brand and how that that can also be a source of content and ideas right because i mean if you didn't have that idea of friendship for devon street if that wasn't devon street then what would it be you know a studio shoot it would be a like here's our clothing Right, yeah. which is, it's great. It looks pretty, but in many ways, there's a lot of problems with that because it's not, because, you know, it's not Devon Street. You know, it doesn't, nothing about it says Devon Street, but that's the beauty of that that shoot. I remember seeing it on social media and you had, you know, friends playing Uno and eating pizza, right? 
I mean, and they're, they're wearing the clothes and they're embodying the culture of your brand. And that just shows beautifully through that campaign. Um, and, and so that's, that's for me, the real importance of defining a brand and, and who your audience is and the ideas and the lifestyle you want to embody with that. Yeah, no, definitely, mate. You've really hit the nail on the head there. We, um, and like, I guess to dive into like a little bit more depth in regards to mm-hmm. having themed collections and stuff. Um, it was interesting, interesting because like that, we really, uh, when we were like focusing on, okay, like what are the designs, I guess, specifically going to look like for these garments and everything. And definitely as of late, like now, the more I think about it, like we've really, I guess, like refined um, the design processes of like what actually goes onto our garments. So like, I guess maybe two or three years ago, we were really worried about having these uh um, I guess like really cool graphics um, and having having a lot of different graphics to go on different garments. But like mm-hmm. now we have, um, we actually have, on my, like for example, on my shirt here, this is like yep. our, this is just like our text logo. Mm-hmm. And then we have like our baby devil logo. And then we have like our, just our letter D with horns and a tail. So it's like three, just three different things that, three different like I guess um three different logos but then we can just do it's crazy how much you can actually do with three different logos that can be manipulated really well um so in terms of like defining our aesthetic of of designs um it's been it's been that's, that's taken a long time but it helps a lot and it really helps us uh I guess just worry about the main uh, i guess worry about the main um message of what we're trying to portray as a brand and like the message we're trying to tell our community i guess yeah i'm i'm curious to know a little bit about the time leading up to the point in where you really defined what and who devon street is and what it embodies uh, I think it would be really helpful to listeners, being other streetwear brand owners, maybe who aren't at that step yet or want to redefine that or revisit that. As you mentioned before, it's a great thing to come back to as often as, as possible. I think it would be a really valuable thing if you maybe shared um, the story about how you came to the conclusion you did um, and, and specifically defining that word of friendship. Was there a sort of a process or... Um, or formula that if you will that that you kind of utilized there that you could share um yeah well i sort of um i very briefly went over it when i when i first started um that big spiel at the start of the potty but when we uh so it was about the start of 2018 so devon street uh devon street was originally um so it was created by myself um, my friend, my best friend Harrison, and one of our other best friends, Dylan, and so there was three of us in the beginning. Um, and when we first started Devon Street, that's although we might not have, I guess, at that time said, "Oh, like friendship, that's our key pillar." We ne- we never said that, but when I look back on it now, four years down the track, that's what was always the main message um, and I guess for the last the first three years when I look back on our content and just when I look back on the clothes that we made I can it's a clear it's a clear inconsistency of okay they're now they're here doing this now they're here looking like this now they're saying who they are so it's literally um, you, you ask like is there a formula I like that question because they're real, like, I, and I noted noted something earlier on, and I said, um, like, they're really. It is. It's crazy how, um, how your path is so specific to yourself. If that makes sense. Yeah. So like, it's easy to obviously just like look at these other brands that you really admire 
and think to yourself, oh, like they're doing it like this and it looks like it's working from the outside. Let's try that. And up until, yeah, probably six to 12 months ago, that's what we were doing. Like you almost just see these, I guess, like trends and you just want to like, it's, it's really hard not to just try and um, emulate that in your own way, I guess, rather than being like, okay, no, like, what is it about like you, like us as a brand that actually, I guess, gets us up out of bed in the morning. And like, it's once you can really uh, refine and hyper-focus on that one thing, um, I feel like that's when you know that like you've really found your purpose. That's great. Mm. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Just on the um, thing you said about, you know, there being trends and, and that kind of thing, I suppose that fits in nicely with, you know, this idea of, of comparison and um, you, also that this brand is successful you know, we're a brand, we want to be as successful like them. They're inspiring to us. Let's do what they're doing. You know, I think in a lot of ways, in many ways, I see it with happening with designs, but that sometimes discounts the other and sometimes more important areas of the brand, the things that have to happen before the design in, in content creation and this kind of thing. Um, but how was, how's your, you know, you had that season where you were, you know, maybe fluctuating, um, you know, and it sounds to me like that was a season of experimentation. Um, and maybe you didn't even know it, but you were trying one thing here and one thing there and, and, you know, in many ways that's okay. So is, is there some of the, um, experiments, if you will, uh, that you had, um, in the early days and even, even up to now, some of the experiments, that worked that didn't work in terms of um, how you delivered the message of friendship now and before then how your journey into finding that, what are some of those experiments? Um, Maybe like it just sort of popped into my head now, like um, and this is the third time I've said it, but when we first started, we subconsciously knew that friendship was the key brand, right? But, Within the first sort of six to 12 months, um, I remember, like, for example, just in like our Instagram bio, um, we had <clears throat> like clothing, uh, so clothing, comma, events, comma, and then one other thing. So, like, for example, we were trying to say that we're a clothing brand, we're an events brand, and then we're like a creative platform, was like the other, was the third. And essentially, like, that's, that is what we are. But the message, to, uh, the message to our audience and our new customers, um, when they would have been, when they were looking at that, there's a, high, there's a high chance that they would have just been completely confused as to what we actually were and who we actually were. Um, so, like, that's probably, like, the most... Um, a really clear thing to me is like it's not to say that you can't be all of those things within but it's then about the exec- the execution of just being re- of it appearing to your audience of everything's just really really simple like i listen i listen to a lot of um and watched a lot of like virgil abloh's um youtube videos and one of the main things i wrote down at the beginning of this year was he always he would always stress to new designers and streetwear brand owners that how important it is to just hyper focus and how most of the time simplicity is actually more and that's like obviously a very like that can be quite a cliche thing but to say um because you want to i guess for me anyway i've always wanted to show people that we are more and we are different but until you um until you yeah like i said until you really simplify your message that's that is what's going to be the key i guess like driver in um 
actually people actually buying in and wanting to be a part of your community. So I guess maybe like a that's like one in depth um, thing that I can think of. But like a good example might be like the first T-shirt we ever made. It was literally so we were just using like AS color blanks at the time, and the first T-shirt we ever made was like this bright yellow shirt and then it had a big graphic on the front you can't see my chest but a big graphic on the front about this big by that big it was a five color print and it was just like just mayhem and i just remember when we were making that shirt um we wanted it to be so different to what everyone else was making that that was like quite the outlandish experiment and it was probably like it was well received because it was the first t-shirt we ever made you know friends bought it and stuff but i look back at it now and it's like like that is just i wouldn't wouldn't be caught dead in the shirt (laughs) but like i need to look back on now because um the way you phrased the question like that's an experiment like you want to see how people react and um it's Funnily enough, um, like Meatballs from the Snake Hole told me last year when I did a podcast with him, like you're in the perfect time of your brand in the like you know the infant years to just like experiment and like see how people react. But then also you're doing that for you as well as a brand because yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Did you did you ever have any uh, social media experiments in a way? So we'll try, you know, this sort of content. And I know you have a, a podcast as well. Maybe that's something to, to speak about on a bit. But what in terms of, you know, not only designs, but also the way you communicate your brand to the audience? What sort of experiments have you had there? What has worked? What hasn't? And why and why not from your observations? Yeah, it's a... Uh... That's a good question. I, in terms of like socials content, it's like as you'd be aware, it's always like a like how can we get this piece of content to hit? Like what's going to be possible? What's going to be what's going to pop? Um, one of the more recent. Well, this is yeah, this is an interesting one. Like one of the more recent. Um, so I think it was we released a white hat. Um, it was called the Born with Horns hat in in june i think it was and in the build up to that we released we'd released like three just a, um three t-shirts probably a month before and they went they went okay they didn't go um amazing like straight off the bat um so 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 let me backtrack with those three t-shirts we did like your typical social media release of like okay we're two weeks out we'll obviously show these off and then in the week build up we'll do like a post every day or two showing these t-shirts off and it is what what had worked for us within the last three months so we did it again and then uh, we didn't get the hit we were we were looking for like within the first two or three days so then when we had when we had our next drop for the white born with horns hat about a month later um we were like stuff it let's try like a different approach with social media here and we'd sort of like um, we'd shown the hat a little bit, tiny little bit on our stories a couple of weeks before, but nothing a campaign at all. Um, like, okay, let's just like until the the day before we release, let's not even post anything on our grid just to see what happens. And this might sound like it's going to be a, like a fairy tale ending, good story at work, but it literally was the complete opposite. And so that was in June and like, that's still one of, that's still one of like, we've made like a few hats in the past and like in terms of the aesthetic of that hat, that's a, that's like my favorite hat that we've made, but whatever, like, I mean, you could put it down to the content, you could put it down to a number of different things, obviously, but yeah, it just didn't, it just didn't work. So it's interesting, like, um, you could, we, I remember the next, the day after it dropped, that was when, so this, that was when, uh, so Harrison was still a part of the brand. Um, and then our mate Sam joined sort of the start of this year. We can talk about that later. But um, we, the day after the, the White Hats dropped, I think we, I can't remember exactly. I think we maybe sold 
maybe like five drop night. And yeah, we sold about five hats on release night. And we were like, all right, something needs to change here. Like we're, and looking back on it now in hindsight, it was, uh, it's clear to see like we understood who we are. We understand who we are as a brand, but we've, and we've put so much time and effort into making this hat look so good to our, like by our standards, but we haven't put any, uh, any effort or acknowledgement into like the feeling we're trying to sell as a brand. So like it ties in, it, it's full circle. It comes back to exactly what we talked about at the beginning. Like we tried to go with this different approach on with social media, whatever. And then it's just completely backfired. But on the surface level, you could say, oh, it's because we took a different social media approach. But when you actually dive deeper, it's because we're not actually, well, we weren't trying to, well, we weren't selling people with feeling or who we we're about, I guess. So that's, that's a good example, I think. That is a wonderful story of learning for um, exactly, yeah, how you, you said it perfectly. So thank you for, thank you for sharing that. I do, I do really appreciate that. No, my pleasure, mate, for sure. I, uh, it's an inch. It's I, I I enjoy telling those sorts of stories because yeah people um people just have the assumption that everything's going swimmingly and here's <laughs> a brand like as a the brand owner like I would love I'd love to tell people um oh it's you know we sell out every single time but for us yeah. right now, for us right now that's not the reality and um but the main thing is like if it is your passion is what you love to do no matter how bad you might feel the next day after release or the next week if it doesn't go to how you planned if you wake up the next day and you're still excited to get out of bed and fix things and improve next time round, then yeah still, that's the real success i feel yeah for sure that the story that you shared and and the comment you made at the end about how you were not selling a feeling, I think that's perfect. And if you don't mind, I'd like to to share a little something. I I was um, speaking with uh, a guy in one of the circles I'm a part of. He he's a retired real estate agent, and, and one of the um, place places that he was employed to. They were doing a, a running an ad campaign for this, you know, property, um, and and the the lady who was uh, his coworker was kind of heading this, um, this campaign, and she went through uh, another guy who was who was going to do that the ads for them, you know, they're not super tech savvy, you know, it's I mean, after all, you know, like they probably likely part in a time when you'd. Uh, you do things a bit differently when running a property campaign, but anyway, they were going to do it online this time, and and she she basically sent through some information about the property to this guy who's going to do the ads, so he could list it on there. And she, you know, made things. She added um, in, information about, um, you know, of course, the essentials, how how big it is, how many square feet it's got, you know, bedrooms, bath. Uh, you know, and then it had other details like um, it's close to the seaside, great, great um, family location to have fish and chips of an afternoon. Um, it's in walking distance of the train station, which, uh, you know, means you can get that vitamin C. You can walk your kids to school. There is that you know, the primary school is just around the corner. The ad goes out. And, um, you know, properties listed. No bites, zero. All the money sunk, and there's zero bites. And and of course she questions, well, what happened? Like this has not this isn't happened before. What's what's gone wrong? She reviews the ad, and the guys listed information about you know the property, square feet, bedrooms and baths. But he's missed the emotional aspect. He's failed to consider to add that in the thing. And this is the guy who's telling me the story. This is what he said. He was, he, you need to sell the sizzle, not the sausage. And I just thought that was fantastic. Selling the sizzle and not the sausage. 
And that that is really what it is in its essence. And and that uh, this is why I'm saying it's a wonderful story that you shared that. And thank you very much because it it is it absolutely highlights that you need to be selling the sizzle and not the sausage. Many times I find that the sizzle and the eyes that eventually, the eyes that are brought in to eventually buy from the clothing campaign, they're, they're actually, that's a long-term effort. That's brought in before the campaign starts. The selling the sizzle starts before, you know, you, you might say you have a, a campaign that's going to go go up nine months from now. You have no idea what it is yet. You know, you haven't even thought or conceptualized it yet. But the the audiences that you're bringing in now because of this lifestyle, this emotion, this sizzle that you're selling are the ones that are going to buy the sausage nine months down the track. And yeah. that that's a, you know, and that's, that's, that's how brands uh, uh, and why they're communicating what we're about who we are. This is the content outside of, of, of campaigns over to you, Brock. No, definitely, mate. That's awesome. I like, um, uh, I can't remember the word that I'm looking for. Um, the quote. Yeah. The quote or like a met, is it metaphor? Like finding different. Yeah. Or what we're trying to talk about. I don't know, mate. I'm not. It's, it's, I feel like it's more of like a shortened analogy. Yeah. I, like an analogy. Isn't, I think it's an analogy. Yeah, um, analogy is more like a long story, but selling the sizzle, not the sausage. I don't know. We need we need some English experts in the building. <laughs> I, no, we we understand each other, mate, for sure. We, um, and like like I mentioned previously, like just mm-hmm. being able to, um, sometimes in my own mind, uh, you know, every you know, it might not be every single day, but it's at least you know, every second day. I go, I repeat it and go over it in my head of like, okay, like who I literally, mm. I say in my own head, like who, like, who are we again? Like I'll just, I'll have to remind right. myself like, who actually are we? Um, and having that as like the main uh, anchor, mm. anchor is probably the right word um, in everything it is that you do. That's what, uh, that's what allows that consistency rather than like I mentioned before, if everything's going like that. Yes. Um, and for those listening, I moved my hand up and down like a squiggly line rather yeah. than, rather than being consistent in a straight line. Um, but yeah, like it's a very, and to be honest, like it can get quite, um, sometimes you can feel like, well, this is just me, me speaking from my experience, but sometimes mm-hmm feel like i'm going a little bit insane because you're just like yeah just focusing on that one thing so much and you're just try- you're trying you understand your vision so much and you're yes. trying so hard to execute it and sometimes you just want to like grab people and shake them and just say why don't you understand the feeling that i'm trying to sell but it's like <laughs> that's the battle of it is like um yeah. that's that's literally what my job is so it's a constant challenge, which is when you, when I think about it, it's, it's pretty exciting to be honest. Yeah. I'm I'm curious to hear your perspective on, I mean, what's the best way to communicate a, a feeling or a lifestyle through social media? I have a perspective and I'll, I'll share it after, but let's, let's have a little discussion about this. I'm curious to hear what you think. Hey, Elijah here. I'm really interrupting your listening to tell you about my mailing list. Sorry, not sorry. I cover topics specific to clothing brands such as building hype, video marketing, content strategy, all things I know will help you increase exposure and turn potential customers into actual customers. So if you're a streetwear brand owner, head over to www.winkfilms.com resources. Under a large heading titled, join the mailing list, you will see a button. You can't miss it. Click sign me up, enter your email address, and it's that simple. There'll also be a link in the show notes. Okay, that's all. But make sure you check your junk mail because I for sure belong in your inbox. Back to the show. 
What's the best way to sell a feeling through social media? Through social media, okay. Um, well, for me right now and what, I, what I've got a lot of plans for is like what I mentioned before, capture, obviously like authenticity is massive. So being able to capture, uh, using the example um, we, talk, we talked about earlier of like when I recorded, I literally just followed my friends around they were chilling in a, at a house, eating pizza, playing Uno. That's something when I was thinking of that campaign, I thought that was the question I, I had for myself was how can I make this as, as authentic as possible? And that's still one of my favorite pieces of content today because like even obviously it has a little bit more meaning for me uh, personally because these are my actual friends that I was recording. So. Um, but when I, you think about that in even more depth, it's like, because I'm feeling so, because that is so authentic to me personally, that in itself is what will resonate with complete strangers because then in, in turn, in turn, they can then like, this is obviously a specific example, but, um, the whole reason where the brand is called Devon street is because, well, I never actually lived there, but um i'm originally from the country so three hours south three hours south of adelaide from kingston in the southeast and it's about there's about 1500 people that live there and i i lived there until i was 18 and then i moved to adelaide and a few of my friends to adelaide and then we made all new friends through moving up to adelaide and the house that the house that Harrison lived in was on Devon Street, and that became the house where that became the house where old friends were, and then we made all these new friends, and we're all still best friends to this day. And that's seven years later. So that's really uh, specific. And what I love about it is the fact that obviously it's so personal to me. So I have a lot of uh, drive and like uh, I guess passion for it, but it's something that. I mean, I'm not going to say everyone, but it's something that a large portion of the population can relate to is like being in share houses, like living in share houses with your best friends and making new friends. Like it's, it's a sort of feeling when people see, when you catch up with a mate, that's what you're talking about those times. And that's, that is the feeling, I guess it's like a nostalgic feeling that we're trying to create. If that that probably that's probably what I should have mentioned at the very beginning of the podcast, to be honest. But we got there in the end. <laughs> very well said. Very well said. I think, uh, I mean, I think that's pretty well spot on, um, in my mind. I think, you know, in order to convey emotion, it almost needs to move, like a lot of the communication of that, which is, as I continuously say, which is through social media for uh, e-commerce brands. That is their communication of everything. It's their you know, brand identity. It's the, it, the communication of that needs to move away from uh, primarily brand and promotional content. Um, because the thing is, uh, you know, a business and a brand cannot have emotion. It's it's nothing more than a thing. It's a concept, and and conceptual yeah. things don't hold emotion. I think the only thing that really holds emotion is is us humans. You know, I I, I mean, I speak quite generally, and I'm not going to go into the animals and the trees and whatever. But but you, you get you get my point that I'm making. A business cannot hold emotion, so it it makes sense you know when you think of it like that I'm like, well, now it makes sense that i'm struggling to convey an emotion through content that is primarily brand focused that is primarily promotional you know yeah and and i think i really sorry to cut you off you go man yeah the, but this is where the switch comes from it goes from uh the focus on promotional content to to creating um, something of value to a very specific audience as embodied by yourself. What are my own interests? What are my own emotions? What do I love to do? Who am I? What are my beliefs and values? You know, mm -hmm. only through then is emotion conveyed because that's, that's people focused. That's not brand focused. Promotional yeah. content says, let's sell this product. And it stinks of, 
you know, it's just stinks of salesiness crap. <laughs> but but yeah, but definitely. but on the other hand, the content that is focused on bringing value to an audience will be much more value will be much more productive and beneficial to a brand at the end of the day, even from a sales and especially from a sales perspective, because that's the stuff that conveys an emotion. That's the stuff that has yourself as the brand owner behind it and 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 really does rather than just well yeah. this is a camera and this is the new clothing right yeah it's instead this is this is our brand this is how we convey it this is how we care about our audience this is how i embody myself and my own interests values beliefs in my brand this is the lifestyle we convey and this is done through content outside of campaigns definitely yeah we uh um, and i've heard i think i heard you speak about this uh, I don't know whether it was on another podcast. Or it was just a clip. You, it was a highlight you clipped up for your Instagram, I think. And um, it's it's like a it's something I like to use as well when I talk about this. Is like obviously we're on the topic. This has been a real theme of like brand discovery and how you how you execute um, what your purpose is um, on social media. Um, so like for us, and I actually clipped this up myself and posted it. Um, I feel like for us, it took us a long time to really discover uh, who we are as a brand because I couldn't really identify what our purpose was with like a popular subculture. So for example, so for example, like skating, skate brands, surfing, there's surf brands like Billabong. It's, they're, they're very easy and clear cut to portray, but because I, I, for me personally, that's why I always say, and it's cliche as well, but like uh, Devon Street is an extension of who I am because it's the lifestyle that I live. So in its most pure form, put simply, Devon Street is about friendship. Like my number one priority alongside family is friends. So like that is the lifestyle I live. Like after I get off the podcast with you today, I'm going to go hang out with friends. That's what I'm so it's like, why can't it be, why can't the message be that simple? And then that's number one. And then number two is then uh, the, more spe- the more specifics of like um, how you're going to creatively um, pass that message through to your community. So like a good example and something I've only sort of just um, decided I want to do and it works really well with the brand. Like, um. Devon Street was obviously a house and then it's self-explanatory. It's self-explanatory in the name, Devon Street. And I always, I love to use like the little house emoji because that's like relative to the brand whenever I'm like replying and stuff. Um, and then further on from that, moving forward, um, I've literally, it took me about a month or two to find, but I've found like three really um, like night, they're from the nineties, like, uh, working camcorders so yeah. i know like camcorders are obviously like they're definitely coming back into trend and stuff but capturing as much content i can with my camcorders really ties in well with our brand because it yes gives, gives that really it's home it video that, yeah literally it's a home video it makes so That's much as authentic sense. as it gets yeah exactly like even from you might not you might not hear or see it when you first listen to the piece of content I post, but people are subconsciously um, people are subconsciously connecting to what's coming from a home camcorder purely because of how it looks with the faded color. But then number two, like the audio is like kind of poor, but people relate to that. They asso- they associate it with nostalgia, their own childhood, and with that, yeah. that brings up memories of their friends and the family. That yeah. like, like a camcorder, like no one, you know, if it's if we're going back to the nineties, early two thousands, a camcorder for no one is is something, or not commonly, someone takes out by themselves. Like this is this is family Christmas, cr- family Christmas yeah. lunch, and we've got the camcorder out. This is family. Mm-hmm. This is friends. This is connection, and that is fantastic how you've you've really thought that through as a way to embody that message in your brand through the, in a creative way yeah definitely we um 
and like obviously you know the piece of content that we've spoken about mm-hmm. for the last for the last uh, 15 20 minutes so going back to how I was just following my friends through the house yeah um I took that on like my my new or it's like only a few couple of years old but my really sharp auto focused uh Sony A6400 right if I swap the cameras out and I'm following them around with the camcorder it gives it a completely different feel and that's what I'm most I haven't actually used the camcorders yet but that's what I'm most excited for like I've um within the next so we actually haven't released anything since our last hoodie drop in August yeah um and that's because we've really been putting a lot of time and effort into um obviously make sure making sure we're refining who we are as a brand all the time love to hear that i love that but but uh we're in no rush this year because we've been working a lot on like cut and sew uh manufacturing Mm -hmm. in preparation for next year so that's i'm uh a lot of days i'm getting i get frustrated because i feel like i'm not producing but right i am I, i am on the back end at the moment like i'm just doing a lot of organizing pretty much so soon as that yeah. next year comes around we're ready to hit the ground running so it's sweet. exciting sweet yeah i man, i just i just love that example of a creative um a creative expression of of a brand concept that you just gave with the camcorder i mean that's that's to me is about as good as it gets and this is what it's about you know it's expressing the ideas and and you know embodying the brand through the content and i'll and i'll loop back to to what you stated before about you know a brand fitting into a specific niche is it is it skate culture is it um hip-hop culture you know 90s are we looking at basketball is this surfing you know but for me when i speak about those ideas it's less so um you know, like the be all and end all and more so like, this is a great start, a way to be thinking about how we can be specific with what the messaging of a brand, the, the, how the, um, the brand embodies lifestyles and that. And, and, but the thing is though, it's not, it's not restricted to a lifestyle like, you know, skating or, you know, coffee lovers or university students. And it could be a million other different things, but it's also beliefs and values, right? And that's exactly what friendship is. If it words like friendship, it's exactly that. It's a value. It's it's a value. And yeah, so for me, like a niche is a starting point and I I like to communicate, especially for brands that haven't looked at this because there's been brands that are around for 10 years, but they're, they're just finding a bit of stagnant water. They want to scale, but they just don't know how. This is it. Like, find your niche, you know, like even if you can subtly, you know, make your way into that. What's, or what's your belief or value? Is it friendship? How do you communicate that? You know, is it through, um, you know, is friendship communicated through uh, a Christmas collection? And it's a series of, um, camcorder clips of children opening up their presents and being excited about <laughs> clothes. I mean, as a children, ever been excited about clothes? Maybe they are if it's Devon Street. I don't know, but that's you know that's like perfect way to communicate um, those ideas, and that's how Definitely. that that is how that that is how audiences are able to latch themselves on to a brand. It is through the brand communicating the idea the lifestyle the belief and value and it is then through the consumption of that content by an audience that they say i relate with this i want to be a part of this i identify with this belief value or embodied lifestyle yeah for sure it's uh i guess to sort of tie that up i won't bang on about for too long but like um what i've really learned over the last six months is like i just sort of i pretty much just mentioned uh, number one, like I said, number one is understanding who you are, who you are, what your purpose is, what feeling you're trying to sell. But then I've really learned how important it actually is. Point number two to be the execution. So like, yes. like I mentioned, really understanding creatively, okay, how are we actually going to 
execute this? So are we going to use a camcorder? Are we going to use like a different mode of, uh, just a different mode to shoot? I can't think of anything right now, but you understand what I'm saying for sure. Yeah, yeah, I, I get you. And it's it's like, it's getting more creative even than just how to shoot it. Like, I mean, that's one that's one way, but what's the content itself? You know, even yeah. if you if, if your brand is, not in with a belief or value if it's in the the niche or subculture of um skating you know Mm. instead of just doing another skate video like everyone else like let's tell a story like who 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 have i got in my world that hangs out at the skate park that has a cool story to tell you know and then even even then this is this is then you know the the beliefs and values come in and they they tell their story on interview and it has b-roll of them skating and they speak about how the skate park for them was a place where they really found their true friends where they found connection that got them through a lot of hard times you know days when they just couldn't get out of bed you know they didn't want to get up and do work they able to clear their mind at the skate park and they're wearing the clothes beautiful yeah exactly it's uh and the good thing about that as well um the whole authentic and like the whole or like authentic connection through humans that's something that's never going to get old and it's something that everyone can yeah. actually do as a brand when you're creating content like that is one of the pillar uh, content pillars that i've got organized is like um it doesn't even necessarily have doesn't have to be a, a sit down interview with people that share your same beliefs like it it could be as simple as like a lot of the time, the most authentic bits of content are something you take from your phone. It could just be a photo, yes, yes. photo, um, and like that's what's relating to, um, I guess the your social media audience the most. So, um, yeah, no, I uh, we're definitely on the on the exact same wavelength, mate. It's uh, yeah now about how we execute for sure. Absolutely, and thank you for raising that point about the phone. Like seriously, mm. you know, creating something that looks good is great but any brand in the world can create something that looks good. That's not what is going to be the differentiation from the yeah. rest of the market. And if there's no differentiation, there's no, you're not giving customers any reason to buy. The, the point of difference is, is exactly that, the specific belief lifestyle. It's, in, it's, you know, thinking, who am I? How do I embody myself in this brand? That's mm-hmm. that's the point of difference, and and that in many ways is linking back much better than making something that looks pretty. Like I'm glad yeah. you have a five thousand dollar camera body and a six thousand dollar lens that goes on it, and a tripod that goes up and down, and stabilization equipment that can make a you know the, an earthquake look smooth. Like, good yeah. for you, right? Mm-hmm. But but again, it's it's the same it's the same thing as you can't communicate um, emotion through that alone, you know? Exactly. And and, and many times it's your phone. It's your phone. What have you got on hand? What story can I tell? How, what, how can I communicate what my brand is all about? Exactly. Yeah. I, uh, I guess to sort of relate a bit more back to Devon street as the brand aesthetic. Yes. It wasn't, it wasn't until probably more three to four months ago. Um, like I'm all, I, I have my, um, I think it's, it's obviously important as well to have those brands, um, that you have as inspiration. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, you pick, you pick little things from them, what you like about them. And that, that's exactly what I do. Um, but just because, you know, the topic that we're on right now and the theme of this, um, chat has been about, you know, Devon street, um, it's all and they're talking about the camcorders. It's a very nostalgic feeling. Everything yeah. start, started from inside a house. Um, one big inspiration for me um, at the moment to find different ways to portray and execute our message is, you know, the brand, the brand, it's actually Justin Bieber's brand. It's called Drew House. Drew House. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm familiar. Yep. The yeah, smiley like, face. Yeah, they're, they're a smiley face yep. as well. It's a very, obviously a very popular thing in uh, streetwear. But if you actually yeah. go on their Instagram and go on their website, the way that they've executed their, like that specific brand is just, uh, it's so true to uh, who they are. Like it's so easy to yeah. consume and understand and connect to it. So um, I just thought I'd mention that because I think it's, I don't know, for people listening, like, um, 
it is definitely important to have your brands that you look up to and um, really like research them and find out the specific thing that it is about them that you really like. Yeah. Um, like molding them into how to display your aesthetic through your social media and everything like that. Sure. Yes. Because it's very, yeah, I'm a- it's very, it's very like, um, people just think like, uh, how am I trying to explain this? Like fresh or new creatives, um, a lot of the time can be overwhelmed by the fact that, and this was me, this is me with the yellow shirt. You feel like you have yep. to create something that is just completely brand new, you're reinventing the wheel. This has never been seen before. <laughs> Like the level of like sustainability in that just isn't, it's not there. So being able no, to like true. Find, find something that you like um, and then finding other little things that you can add to it and then putting your own like little, like your own flair and then for what we've been speaking yeah. about the last few minutes, portraying your message through your content and how you execute it. Yeah. So, I just I've just been looking at um the the Drew House social media actually and I'm yep. I'm glad you 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 brought it up but it's so true. I'll just read to you their sort of one liner in their in their bio. House in the San Fernando Valley. Drew House is a community, a place where you can be yourself and loved, encouraged, safe and valued. Right? And so that is for me the perfect formula for all content creation. It's the simplicity and the specificity of the one-liner. And that, that you know, then you can ask, well, who is this for? It has it there. You know, what does it say here? It's, it's a community um, place where you can be yourself, love, encouraged, safe, and valued, right? And you have all, all, all the, the buzzwords you need there to be able to create stuff. And that's demonstrated through their stuff. I mean, very similar to Devon Street in many ways. They must have copied off you. But <laughs> but but they they just have, you know, groups of people hanging out. They've got the camcorder, they've got, you know, and that's that's a, a perfect embodiment of their um thing. I don't and the, the one thing I will mention on, on their page, I don't see studio shoots. I don't no. see, you know, lookbooks things like this it's, mm. it's not necessary you don't need it and yeah, and it's uh, it, it's okay to have but it's 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 a secondary element to the embodiment of a message yeah no definitely it's you should uh, when you get a bit of spare time after this click through to like their website as well and the way that they actually portray or the way that they um execute the aesthetic of their brand is so cool on their website like they um a lot of their a lot of the content on Instagram sometimes as well, they have like um, little kids wearing their clothes. And although they're yeah. not like, made, they're not made for children, um, the whole aesthetic and message they're trying to portray is like, even though these clothes are for adults, like the adults are just like big kids too. So like, yeah, um, like their logo, Great. sometimes when they, when they write Drew House, they just like, it kind of looks like a kid's written. Like it's like kids handwriting. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. Yeah. And then like the the graphics are very like the type of graphics that uh they're kind of like um cartoons that kids would watch. That sort of yeah. Aspect. That's awesome. that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So Brock, any any final um uh, comments and a silver silver bullets for the audience just mm-hmm. to, to wrap us up? What's what's the best you got? Okay, that's a tough one. Let me think. Um, oh, I actually wrote it down. It was because, funnily enough, I saw this about half an hour ago as well. It just popped up before our chat. I've been seeing it more yep. and more, but I relate to it so much. Um, yes. And it's simply comparison is the thief of joy. And yep. that's it. Like the biggest thing for me, and I feel like, um, you know, for the aspiring uh, brand owners and just creatives in general that'll like listen to this uh, chat. Um, and it's because it's something I like struggle with quite a bit is, you know, although like, uh, you know, you set, we all set high expectations for ourselves. Mm. Um, and it's hard to 
not compare yourself and how your brand is going to other brands or other creatives. But like we said at the beginning, like it's the biggest message I, what's the biggest thing I've learned is like, you you just can't compare yourself to anyone else because they're not, they're not in your shoes and they're not on the journey that you're on. It's so specific to you that there is no, you can't put a time limit on, Oh, we need, we need this many followers by next year because otherwise we've failed. Like, yeah, we've, like that's a good example. Like in terms of Instagram followers, like we're always trying to find new new ways to grow, and we've moved to TikTok, and we're coming up with ideas to get that going by next like next year. Um, just like uh, if you like, I said I've mentioned this before as well, but if you're getting out of bed in the morning and it's the number one thing you want to do and the number one thing you care about then at the end of yep. the day that's that's what success is like you can you define your own success great that's probably right yeah yeah i find i find that often the thing with comparison i see maybe one brand's done something and it's it's sort of obvious that they've um compared their self, themselves to another brand and and tried to embody that because they like what they're doing. You know, mm-hmm. the problem is that most of the time, and this is not this is not rule, rather exception, but most of the time they they, you know, miss some of the vital elements that the brand in which they're comparing themselves to the processes that they went through in order to get to that place. And if yeah. you if you just take the top of the iceberg from what you see, you're missing out on the whole bottom bit, which, I mean, that doesn't hold up. It's the top of a tower. The foundations are going to fall if they're not Mm -hmm. there. And that's the issue for me with comparison. So I love your point. Take little bits and pieces. Take inspiration. You know, take... Yeah. I was going to say, I've got a silver bullet for you for what you just said. Give me two seconds. Please. I'm ready now. I'm excited for this. So, I don't know. Anticipation. I don't know if you're going to be able to read this. Is that backwards for you? No, I've got it. Do you want me to read it out or do you want to read it out? You can read it out. Oh, it's gone. Here it is. It's on his phone for listeners. All right. My purpose I make people look and feel their best through creating. Successfulness is measured on if I love the process not a manufactured destination. Cut. <laughs> Cut. It's seen and seen. That's um so I actually um I don't I won't keep you for too much longer, obviously, mate, but that's been my screensaver for about the last year year and a half. Yeah. And I this um it's just like a 10 minute TED talk video that mm-hmm. I, um I found because it was recommended on a popular podcast. Um and it's just like a 10 minute video of like how to discover your own, your own personal purpose. Yeah. And like, I've never wanted to change my background less in my life. Like I wake up and I see that every day and that's yeah. just like the perfect reminder. Um, like seeing so that in that 10 minute video, they, they teach you how to write your own purpose statement. And so like, Fantastic. That's, that's, that's what I come up with on my own, but yeah, that's what I'll probably leave you on mate. Like, and the listeners is like, discover have you know the importance of like um the discovery of like what your own purpose is like Mm -hmm. it's ever changing and that that's what's great but um if you're not trying to figure out what it is that gets you up in the morning then uh yeah that's what's really going to help drive you forward and make you want to do great things fantastic no comments on that. That is that that is standalone. <laughs> well, Brock, awesome. thank you for for coming on the show today. For listeners that want to find a little bit more about what you do, do some of their own research. Maybe buy a t-shirt, something in the next collection. Who knows? Where can they find you on your brand, yeah. Devon Street? So Devon Street underscore on Instagram and www.devonstreet.au uh, is our website now. Is it but .com.au? Yeah. No, we've actually, literally last week, we found or we got offered a new uh, shorter URL. So it's nice and right. short. Cool, yeah. So uh, devonstreet.au. 
Um, but yeah, thank you very much for having me, mate. This has been a really insightful chat, and I'm sure we'll uh, I'm sure we'll be chatting a lot more into the future. Absolutely, and I'd love to. Yeah, don't don't be surprised if you get a, a message from me after something you post or something. I'm a, I say let's have a chat about that. Let's get you back on. We'll see what yep. the listeners think as well. Yep. Yeah, for sure. You know, you know, I'm always game, mate. I'm always here for chat. Fantastic. Thanks, Brock. Awesome. Thanks, mate. Hey, you made it. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Street Cred. I hope you found it as valuable as I did. So where to from here? On my Instagram profile, I post daily streetwear fashion business tips. You can follow my page at Elijah Delport. For those who want that little bit extra, I invite you to join my mailing list. Every day I send free 60 second read emails used by streetwear brands internationally to sell more garments. For any videography or content strategy needs, you can inquire at winkfilms.com. We provide services specifically within the streetwear fashion industry. All links mentioned in today's episode will be listed in the show notes below. Okay, thank you for joining me today. And until next week, bye now.